successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I am your host, Jason Grill. Thank you for listening and joining us today on 980 AM or if you're joining via podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever network you listen to, we greatly appreciate it. Also, I appreciate those who have joined us on the website, grillnationshow.com. You connect with me, your host, Jason Grill, on Twitter, at Jason Grill. I'm also available on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Just search for Jason Grill. I love connecting with you. And I'm very excited about today's show. We are joined again today by one of our great contributors to the show, Landmark National Bank. They uh, they give us some really good guests and uh, they do some great work here in the area. Their website is banklandmark.com. Tim Barone is with me. He's the Senior Vice President of Commercial Business Banking at Landmark National Bank. Tim, welcome to the show. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. Tim has not been on the air before with us. Uh, We're taping today again via Zoom. Uh, Our guest will be with us in segment two. First off, let's actually preview our guest real quick, um, who's Whitney Vinzant, who is the owner of some really great restaurants and, and establishments here in town. Uh, and also in other cities as well. He owns Louis Wine Dive, BRGR, and Taco Republic. Um, how do you know him, Tim? And, and we'll get to him in a little bit on our next segment, but how do you know Whitney and uh, tell us about your relationship? Sure. So Whitney was introduced to me about seven years ago, and he was had at that time only three Louis Wine Dives and was looking to expand. Uh, he didn't have a good relationship or any relationship with a bank or a commercial banker. So a mutual friend introduced us and we quickly hit it off and become great partners ever since. I've helped him grow to when Louis Wanda was up to the most of 12 locations, helped him facilitate a couple of acquisitions, one in St. Louis, Prosno, and then BRGR and Taco Republic that you just mentioned. So we've gone from you know business clients to being great friends and kind of trusted partners with each other. That's great. Uh, give us a little background about you, Tim. Um, since we haven't had you on the show, Senior Vice President at Landmark National Bank, Small Business Banking and Commercial Business Banking. What? Where are you from? Kansas City originally, or, or tell us about your background. Sure. So no, I'm, I've kind of lived all over. I'm from Colorado area originally, but moved around a lot. My dad was with the airline industry, so but ended up uh, moving to Kansas City to go to Rockhurst University. The Rockers College at the time. So I've lived here longer than anywhere in my life and been in commercial banking my my whole career, 20 plus years, uh, all, always uh, focused on the small businesses uh, right around the recession time frame. I, I niched myself into the SBA world and started to learn how to do SBA loans. It was very tough to get loans approved at that time, but I found with the SBA guarantee protecting the bank and the client, it was a good product. So started to learn how to do that and started to quickly realize that I was uh, kind of one of the few guys in town that knew how to do that type of loan product. So continue to develop and grow, started to specialize in doing 
larger SBA loans. A lot of banks will do SBA loans, but we'll stop around 350000 And so I niched myself further into doing larger, more complicated SBA loans and developed a team around that was focused on that. Uh, one of the one of the one of the transactions that is perfect for this type of SBA lending is merger and acquisition financing. So I further niched myself into that space and, and was able to develop a wonderful team around that. And joined Landmark about two and a half years ago, and I'm proud to say that we are the number one SBA lender in the state of Kansas, and have been for the last few years since my team has come over. So we're very proud of that. That's awesome. So you've been in this world for uh, for your whole career. And you're yes. going to through and through, man. You've seen the, the highs and the lows, just probably like our guest today, Whitney, is going to talk about a lot of the highs and uh, and some of the lows, maybe potentially with uh, restaurant ownership. That's exactly right. Yeah, the recession was a was something that we kind of eased into. This, uh, this pandemic was one where the faucet basically shut off on us. So we had to pivot very quickly to make sure that we were there to assist our, our borrowers and making sure that we could provide them the capital they needed or restructure loans as needed to kind of keep them alive. So it's Never been a relationship with the bank has never been more important than this past few months. Where where do things stand now, uh, Tim? As far as um, kind of the demand and, and what we're seeing. I mean, I know as we tape this show in July of 2020, the, the COVID numbers are kind of going up. Um, there's some you know different orders in different areas uh, with regards to precautions. Um, what are you seeing out there from the people you work with, and what are you hearing and and, and how have things maybe changed a little bit since maybe the beginning? Well, we, we really helped a lot with the PPP loans out there, and I oversaw that for the bank. And so, you know, we, we use that kind of as our gauge and our barometer, and we've got a lot of input from a lot of different industries. Uh, thankfully, there's a lot of industries that have been able to continue on, but there are industries such as Whitney's that we'll talk about in, in the restaurant world that are still hurting. And, and a lot of it is is the staff and the employees and trying to make sure that you can keep them uh, afloat during this time. And you know, the unemployment benefits help, um, but but these businesses got to figure out when they can attack and, and come back and open up. And so we're, we're you know, there was a, a period there where everyone was rehiring. I think that everyone's kind of hit the pause button a little bit right now, uh, just trying to wait to see what uh, the July 4th, the post July 4th brings in terms of the numbers. Uh, we're always kind of uh, at the whim of the of the government and kind of what they feel is the most safe opportunities for us to reopen. So hopefully as we start to, the governor starts to loosen up some of the restrictions, uh, you know, we'll start seeing people become active again. And, and that will, of course, spur the economy to continue to grow again. Yeah, we're going to have to monitor that because um, there are a lot of changes. And, and, and you mentioned July 4th, we're a couple, about 10 days to a couple of weeks removed from that. What, what were you most surprised about uh, throughout this process that you've heard from some of your clients? I mean, is there something that stands out or there's something that, frankly, you guys implemented at the bank that really was innovative and uh, helped out your uh, clients? You know what surprised me the most? I'm glad you mentioned that. was how many times I call people and they're like, I think we're going to be okay. We're going to be fine. Thank you for calling, but I think I think we're going to be okay. So, you know, it was not my own doing. It was them positioning their company properly so that they could survive such a sharp downturn so quickly. We obviously were there to, you know, uh, have a deferment on payments. We had to do that for a few people in the hotel industry and restaurant industry. Uh, and then obviously overseeing the PPP loan program, providing them funny there, money there, as well as guiding them on the 
idle loans, which was another SBA loan program. So we had a lot of tools at our disposal to help those that were, were struggling. But, you know, when people asked me what surprised me was how many times I called people up and they're like, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. We've got a good pipeline of work and, you know, we've got some good capital base, uh, but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see what the future brings. So, you know, that, that was, you know, a month or two ago, if, if we continue to have a lockdown, that won't be the case. So hopefully we can start to slowly release these restrictions and we can all start to begin to spend money again. Tim Barone is our uh, guest today. He's with me today, Senior Vice President of Commercial Business Banking at Landmark National Bank. After the break, we are going to be joined by Whitney Van Zant, who is the owner of Louis Wine Dive in Waldo, and they have other locations, uh, both locally and uh, throughout the country. BRGR, great burger place here in Kansas City region, and they also have multiple locations. And Taco Republic, which uh, if you got want tacos, chips, and dip, I mean, it's a great spot. So it's going to be interesting to talk to Whitney on the show about kind of being a restaurant entrepreneur, growing when he purchased BRGR and Taco Republic here recently within the last year, I believe, maybe a little bit more than that, and uh, and just kind of learn from him how he's adapted during the, the pandemic and COVID and hopefully get some good wine advice as well and learn from him about his businesses. Uh, Tim, thanks for joining me on today's show. Thanks for bringing Whitney on the show. We'll be right back after the break with Whitney Van Zandt, who is the owner of Louis Wine Dive, BRGR, and Taco Republic. You're listening to The Grill Nation Show here at 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. Thanks for listening. To keep my hands on myself. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening today again on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast or on our website at grillnationshow.com. Again, today I'm joined by Tim Barone, Senior Vice President of Commercial Business Banking at Landmark National Bank. Great contributor to the show. Their website is banklandmark.com. And I'd like to welcome in our uh, guest for today, Whitney Avit. Whitney Vincent, who's the owner of Louis Wine Dive, BRGR, and Taco Republic. Um, they're online all over the place. Just great restaurants here locally. LouisWineDive.com, BRGR Kitchen plus Bar.com, and Eat at Taco Republic.com. Guys, welcome uh, to the show. Welcome back to the show, Tim, and, and welcome, Whitney. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having us. Yeah. It's great, great to have you. Um, I, I have enjoyed your establishments, Whitney, uh, many times throughout the years and uh, excited to have you on the show. For our uh, listeners who maybe don't know about you uh, or your background, tell us about kind of your, uh, your background here in Kansas City, how you got involved in, in the restaurant world. Well, restaurant world goes back to high school. Um, when I was uh, basically 15 during the summer, my dad told me to go get a job. Um, worked in restaurants throughout college. Um, and then around, uh, 11 years ago, uh, after going into some different franchise restaurants, uh, we wanted to make our own, uh, primarily it was a passion to, with wine, um, being a sommelier and, and having that interest, uh, at that time, uh, 11 years ago, there weren't nearly as many restaurants that were serving uh, really quality wine. So it was 
a more distinct offering than I would say likely is today. Just I think the independent restaurants in general have become more complex and, and making those additions to their offerings. But um, we opened uh, Louis Wine Dive and grew it. Uh, moved to Kansas City uh, with my wife about 10 and a half years ago. Uh, and we've just loved being part of the community in Kansas City. Um, that's, that's really a reason uh, why we uh, decided to acquire BRGR and Taco Republic um, was, was because of how close-knit it is to the Kansas City community. Uh, where'd you come so, from? Um, where'd, you, where'd, you, uh, where'd you move here from 10 years ago? Uh, from Oklahoma City. Okay. Yes. So you were aware of Kansas City, but maybe not uh, maybe not visiting as much uh, as as because I, I I think Oklahoma City is what four hours away, four and a half hours away, maybe yeah, four and a half. Now I I'd grown up in Wichita, Kansas. Okay. So I was very familiar with Kansas City. You know, we'd go up for the Chiefs games and for you know different events, but uh, uh, have really come to know it well. And uh, my family, we we live uh, just to the west of uh, loose park and and uh oh wow so we're we're neighbors then i live over there too yeah. oh so, uh, cool. that is a it's a great location we'll have to have you over for a barbecue some wine. i was thinking i was thinking about that or uh maybe i'll just uh i guess i could walk over to louis wine dive from where i am it'd be a it'd be a, maybe a 10 block walk but it'd be fun yeah well it depends how much wine we drink <laughs> <laughs> okay so you uh you got into this you mentioned you're a sommelier what i can't pronounce it i always mess that up what is that uh tell us about that and why you and what that means to somebody who's who's not a wine person yeah it's a fancy word for saying you you know wine uh you're a wine geek uh and um we're certainly that uh you know there's it, <laughs> wine goes a lot of different paths um, in general, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's there to improve the dining experience. You know, wine pairs amazingly with food if you do it right. And, uh, and, you know, that's, that, that's the, uh, experience we try to provide guests, uh, specifically Louis Wine Dive. So, um, when did you open Louis Wine Dive? About 10 years ago. Uh, in Des Moines, Iowa was our first location. We uh, were at an in cap, uh, 1,500 square feet, uh, shoestring budget, uh, and uh, we're able to subsequently grow that twice uh, by size and, um, and uh, you know, really have become ingrained up there as one of the restaurants people like to enjoy. So um, you've, got, you've got multiple locations then outside of Kansas City. Oh yes, yes. Uh, Des Moines, St. Louis, um, and uh, two in Kansas City. Uh, we actually had more than that that we sold uh, prior to the pandemic uh, to a to a group out of California. Uh, Good timing. Where, yeah, yeah, I'd like to say I was smart. We were lucky, and uh, uh, so the, the Indianapolis and Nashville and uh, and, and those locations. Uh, yeah, that's that's what happened. No, Tim, so you uh, you 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 well. <laughs> yeah, okay, wow, that is that is literally like a day before the con- congressional uh, world in D.C. shut down and the Capitol yeah. shut down and everything else shut down. 
Tim Barone from uh, Landmark Bank. What uh, what have you seen from Whitney? I know that he, we'll get into this more in a second, but he's mentioned now that he has purchased BRGR Kitchen plus Bar and uh, .com, which is BRGR and uh, Eat at Taco Republic .com, which is uh, Taco Republic, two two pretty well known restaurants in our area. What what have your relationship been with Whitney, and what's the bank's relationship been like throughout this process? Because as you know, there's a lot of ups and downs, and we'll get to here in a second, but what have you done with Whitney and, and how has that relationship worked? Sure. Well, I've known Whitney for several years. And when Whitney and I first met, he had just three Louis Wine Dive locations. And so like he had mentioned he had peaked at 12. So uh, he didn't really have a good relationship with the banker. Uh, I mean, thankfully, that's, that's, that's an attribute to his ability to manage capital and manage money. He just didn't need a whole lot of loans. And so he had gotten a lot of momentum with his locations and we got introduced and uh, we kind of quickly became friends as well as kind of partners on his journey, allowed him, I provided him the capital, which allowed him to grow. Uh, again, I wish he would have borrowed more money from me than he did, but he just, he just did a good job of retaining earnings and using his own money. Uh, but one of the things that I specialize uh, in addition to small businesses is also merger and acquisition financing. So I've helped him acquire a couple different companies, uh, one out of St. Louis uh, called Prozino, which he has since sold, and then uh, the BRGR and Taco Republic. So like I said, uh, you know, our, our initial relationship was business, and then we've quickly become friends. And, you know, there's a level of trust that we have with each other. And, you know, we kind of lean on each other in the good times and in the bad times. And obviously, this pandemic was a perfect example uh, where, you know, we you know, I was calling Whitney and making sure he was okay and going to survive. Obviously, the restaurant industry is the primary industry that's been affected by this. Uh, and thankfully, he, he did have some sales of restaurants that allowed him to be in a good capital position. So he's weathered the storm well. And in fact, I think he'll end up coming out the other side of this thing with some uh, with some nice, interesting new brands that he may be able to uh, grow into the Kansas City markets and beyond. So it's been a great relationship. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Um Whitney, tell us about your acquisitions of BRGR and Taco Republic. I uh, I know uh, Alan Galen fairly well. He's been on the show. I've done some work with him in the past. Um, what 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 was that all like? And uh, I mean, those those restaurants are pretty well known here locally, and so that's got to be a decent acquisition for you. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you know, Alan and I have been friends for seven, eight years. Uh, he's a good friend uh, and an excellent restaurateur. Um, you know, very creative. Uh, I think he's probably the best at building concepts of anyone in our Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas re- area. Uh, so uh, it really happened um, through a mutual colleague uh, that that said, you know, Alan's uh, kind of communicated that Alan was uh, potentially looking for a sale at this point in his career of those those brands and uh simultaneously it fit what we were looking for um you know we really wanted something that was family oriented that uh you know the had good guest traffic specifically on the not just the weekends but the mondays and the tuesdays and uh during the week and so it really fulfilled that that niche uh very well um we loved uh you know, the, the economics uh, of what those restaurants have produced. Uh, we think they serve a product that is scalable. Uh, so we would, you know, uh, with time, like to develop uh, those brands further. Um, they're strong brands. 
Yeah, I mean, I think in Kansas City, they're they're very strong. They're they're product le- leaders in their segments, and and uh, and so yeah, that that's what you've got, what, you've, you've got uh, multiple locations of, of one of them, don't you? Yeah, B, uh, yes, we do. Brgr. Okay. Um, so I got a so, question. We got about and, a minute left in this segment, Whitney. We got about a minute left. Just try to give us kind of the overview of what it's like to manage so many restaurants and own all these places. I mean. It's a ball in the air at all times, isn't it, my friend? It is. It is. And it's become more complicated. Uh, I think, um, you know, it comes down to personal relationships with with your manage with management and with staff. And uh, the best part of the restaurant business is those those relationships. When you come together, when people become like family, you have trust. Um, That's that's the only way we can do it. Uh, you know, you can put systems in place that uh, that monitor sales and other eco- economics and whether they're, you know, the restaurant restroom was cleaned at 9 a.m. or not. And those systems are necessary because they set the expectation. But at the end of the day, it's trust. And, uh, and you know, they know what our objective is. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we certainly uh, take great care of our people. And, uh, and it's that teamwork that, that makes it happen day in, day out. We're talking to Whitney Vinzant. He is the owner of Louis Wine Dive, BRGR, and Taco Republic. We're going to be right back after the break with more. Also with Tim Barone, Senior Vice President of Commercial Business Banking at Landmark National Bank. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I am your host, Jason Grill. I appreciate you joining us again today on 980 AM and on if you're listening on podcasts via iTunes or on our website, grillnationshow.com. You can uh, connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill. I'm also at Grill Nation Show and on all the other social media networks, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Just search for my name, Jason Grill. I appreciate it as always. Um, again, today we are joined by Tim Barone, who's the uh, Senior Vice President of Commercial Business Banking at Landmark National Bank, a great bank here locally. Their website is banklandmark.com. And Whitney Vinzant, who's the owner of Louis Wine Dive, BRGR, Taco Republic, uh, just a lot of great places here in Kansas City. I'm, I'm assuming you've probably visited one of them, but if you haven't, you can check them out online, uh, louiswinedive.com. BRGR Kitchen Plus, that's a sign, bar.com, and eat at tacorepublic.com. Whitney, we were talking about kind of the, the, the growth you've had in the recent years, why you got into restaurants. Um, let's start with uh, kind of what's it like to be a restaurant tenant uh, in regards to commercial real estate these days? Uh, there's a lot of changes in the world right now. We'll get into those in a second, but yeah. Uh, how are you? How do you serve yourself as a restaurant tenant? That's that's a complex question. It boils down to uh, to relationships. I think you know the landlords that understand it's a partnership, uh, and, and hey, we're going to be living together for the next 10, 20, 25 years. Uh, it works fluidly. 
it looks, uh, you're going to have your, you know, your ups and downs with it, uh, your disagreements, but there's nothing that can't be rationally figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, uh, you know, most recently with, with COVID and the pandemic, um, we've seen all sorts of reactions from landlords. Um, everything from, from, uh, you know, the offering uh, of, of rent abatements and, and, uh, you know, percentage rent clauses moving forward to, uh, to, uh, you know, notices of default, uh, you know, sent out uh, the day of just because they are trying to entertain certain rights or trying to negotiate differently. But, um, you know, the, the, I think the ones that um, specifically, you know, want it to work out in the long run, I think uh, those are, you know, those can become very good, very, you know, longstanding, uh, friendly relationships. Yeah, because, I mean, you have a local company. Obviously, you have other um, other cities that have Louis Wine Dives. and uh, But at the same time, you know, there's this whole press and push in the last, like, well, I don't know, five to ten years for local Kansas City and making sure the local restaurants are are, uh, are represented in kind of some of the, the key areas of town, obviously, the plaza, the downtown uh, Power and Light District, other areas. So, I'd imagine that that relationship is is so important, and I'd imagine you have to deal with a lot of cost changes every once in a while with demand and and whatnot. Absolutely. I mean, you know, March sixteenth, uh, government mandate comes out, and our sales go to zero overnight. Uh, so the expectation for uh, April first rent, uh, at least for for tenants, restaurants like us who are thrown into the fire. Um, you know, th- that changed immediately. I think it, you know, you saw that change more slowly for landlords uh, in part, you know, they had received March rent, for example. And I know I'm talking about the minutia detail here, but. But that's important because, um, yeah. you know, the market was, we didn't know what was going to happen as far as uh, rental payments. You know, you got there, then guys like Tim stepped up to the plate and helped out with, with different yeah. types of PPP loans. And, and there's all these different rent uh, moratoriums and whatnot. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, in, in restaurants, if you got, um, you know, if you're doing a lot of development, uh, if you have high debt and high rent levels, you know, you're in a really difficult situation right now with, with decreased sales. Um, you know, if you got no debt and high rent, you know, that's much more sustainable for obvious reasons or the other. But, uh, you know, I, I think that, what I see is that some of the larger landlords, you mentioned the plaza, uh, they see what's going on all over the country. They have a good read of where tenants are at. Uh, that's in part their job to understand. And so we've actually found that those relationships are easier. This time period has been easier to get to get through and evolve with them uh, than it is some of the so, you know, some some landlords that maybe they just have one, you know, space uh, that you happen to occupy and they're saying, well, you know, it says in our contract, rent's due now, pay, pay your rent. And, you know, with, with losing months of sales, uh, yeah. that, that becomes really tight, becomes really difficult. 
Whitney Vinzan is talking to us uh, uh, about he's the owner of Louis Wine Dive, BRGR, Taco Republic. You, uh, you, you, you mentioned COVID nineteen and being shut down. What, what have you learned throughout this process, and maybe what are some things that you've changed uh, that you weren't forced to change, but you, you've implemented now throughout this process? Well, there's been a huge focus on safety. We've always really stressed food safety and in those measures that, you know, the health code and so forth have, have put forth what the expectation is. Uh, social distancing, uh, cleaning everything, sanitizing everything before use, in between use, um, after use. Uh, you know, th- there's a whole another level that we've really had to make an investment towards. Um, we've you know, had many meetings, uh, and those continue, uh, just trying to, you know, establish the, the safest protocol that we can in our restaurants. That's been a, that's been a huge change. The other change I would say has been, uh, carry out business. Um, you know, BRGR, uh, has seen, uh, it's probably doing three times the amount of carry out business we wore pre COVID. Uh, so that changes a whole lot of dynamics within the operation itself. Uh, you have to provide uh, peop- uh, the, the, the right expertise and the right space and even you know, the right plan to execute uh, the carry out business. It also you know, dramatically changes your product mix. I mean, we go from selling uh, 20% in, in beverage to, to five overnight that's, that's there's some some critical changes there that we just had to be very flexible towards so what what surprised you the most was it was it the carry out business ramping up or was it the um what would it have been you know, through the through the pandemic in general yeah. yes yeah, i i mean first it was sales going from <laughs> you know we were coming into march and you were was, excited for it. We're in a good year. year. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, March 16th, we thought 2008 was as bad as it could be, you know, with the housing crisis. And, and you know, we used to tell stories about that. Now those those stories are irrelevant. It's nothing <laughs> compared to that. Right. So I think, I think that, you know, when you have to figure figure that out as you're going through it, you, you probably make some mistakes, but – it's that's difficult uh, staffing. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of changes to staffing in part, you know, some people have health risk and they don't want to, you know, they're not going to work during that time period. Others uh, we've had management that left uh, have left our industry in total. And these are managers that have been in the business for you know, over a decade uh just because you know they they didn't they didn't want the uh you know the risk and they also uh see the the industries being uh changing permanently so i, I think I'm, the only thing i think the only thing to uh, whitney that uh, that you didn't have was you know you got the burger place which mm-hmm. was a great carry out item during the no you're going to say you got the you got the tacos uh you have you don't have pizza, but but maybe you do at Louis Wine Dive. I don't know. I haven't I haven't eaten there in a while. But uh, uh, how was the wine affected? I know that you're uh, 
you got product distribution with wine and your knowledge of wine. I mean, that has to be affected by COVID. It's really interesting what's happened with wine. I speak with, uh, I sp- spoke with uh, Alexis Ganter, head of uh, wine sales in Missouri for Southern Glazers. And, uh, you know, retail has been on fire in general, uh, but primarily sold wine sales at retail are, you know, usually, usually more commodity based. It's, um, you know, uh, uh, lower costing wine. Uh, not that the wine at, in restaurants is, is expensive, but, uh, you know, it's a lot more boxed wine, for example. You, you don't sell that in restaurants very often but or at all. But the uh, uh, so what's happened is the uh, so some of the the uh, the more value oriented wines have been selling gangbusters while uh, a lot of the smaller uh, really quality focused wines are, 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 are backed up dramatically. Uh, obviously, if you can't if you can't dine in a premise, you, you can't drink wine in a premise. So, um, you know, I in conversations uh, uh, and I actually traveled out to Sonoma uh, there. There's a whole lot of bulk uh, bulk wine left in tanks right now that's not being bottled. Uh, there's, you know, it, it, it's a wine prices are really going to be decreasing specifically for, uh, some of those, some of those, uh, some of the product that generally is, is more, more quality oriented. It's great, great information from Wendy Vinzant. Tim Barone is also with us from Landmark National Bank. We're going to be right back with our final segment of the show here on Real Nation. We'll be right back. Our final segment on the Grill Nation show today on 980 AM, or we appreciate you joining us on podcasts via iTunes or however you get podcasts or at grillnationshow.com. Again, I've been joined today by Tim Barone, who's the Senior Vice President of Commercial Business Banking at Landmark National Bank. Great bank here in the region. Their website is banklandmark.com. And Whitney Vinzant, who's the owner of Louis Wine Dive and Waldo, BRGR, and Taco Republic. Uh, they are online at louiswinedive.com, BRGR Kitchen Plus Bar.com, and eat at tacorepublic.com. Welcome back to the show. Tim, I wanna I wanna just start with you real quickly and kind of tell us about some of the things that uh, that you've been excited to work with uh, Whitney on from a, a landmark bakes uh, perspective and, and how how have you really kind of Helped him throughout the uh, the pandemic we've been going through. Sure, uh, you know, like I mentioned, uh, Wit and I are, are way more than just kind of bank clients. We're kind of partners with each other, and one of the funnest things that I get is a call from him where he's scheming on some idea, and, and he calls me up to say, "Hey, am I am I crazy, or would this work, or how could we structure this?" Whether it's expanding existing locations, or he's going to look at acquiring a new brand like he did with Taco or BRGR. Whitney is a true entrepreneur, so his uh, he's always dreaming and always scheming. And my job is to kind of say, "Yeah, yeah, go run that direction," or 
no, dude, you're crazy. Slow down just a minute and let's take a, another look at this thing. And, you know, the BRGR Taco Republic was a very fun one to work on. Uh, obviously, it's a very local, well-known brands here. Uh, Alan did a great job with those brands. And it was it was exciting to see Wit be able to take over those brands and kind of take it to the next level, which he's done a great job of. And, you know, we're right in the middle of talking about other opportunities. And so it's, you know, it's not it's, it's, it's rare that three days go by that I don't get a call from Wit with an idea. So, but that's what I love about dreaming, my job. Is dreaming it? and scheming. That's a good one. I, I've been in talking on <laughs> for a long time. I've never heard that one. That's good. I'm well, gonna, feel free to use it. I'm going to so, use that. Most of the ideas are crazy. Yes, I would concur. Yeah. <laughs> so it's my job to tell them which ones are. I think I need to have not. more wine with Whitney in the next, now that we've, now that we've introduced, introduced each other on the show, because I like ideas and I like whiteboarding and I have, I've kind of the same boat. Well, Jason, it shouldn't cost very much in the future, right? <laughs> so since you are an entrepreneur, Whitney, I'd like to, I'd like to get some of uh, your best advice for those who want to either uh, start a restaurant or bar or those that want to expand or get into the industry. I've heard all kinds of mutual things from many different friends who have been in the industry. I actually started as a busboy at a place called, I think one of my first jobs, probably was my first jobs at Rembrandt's on Berry Road. It was a fine dining establishment back in the old days. What what is your advice for those wanting to to get into the restaurant as you're expanding? Talk to people who've been there and done it. People you trust. Uh, when you're making decisions and you're on an island, it's very difficult. Uh, you you got to have people around you that that say hey, that are honest with you and say this this may not be a good idea. This may be a good idea if you're passionate about it. You'll love it because there are going to be a lot of down days and I think whatever you do, but, you know, passion will take you through. Um, and then it always helps to have someone who, you know, is, is by your side with it through thick and thin. Th th that'd be my, my primary, probably nothing, nothing there that, you know, it, people haven't heard before, but th that'd be my uh, you got to really, really be organized. And I just, you know, yeah. so many times that you've been sitting with a friend at a restaurant or a bar and you, you think, wouldn't it be cool to have a bar one day? No, that's a bad idea. That's a bad <laughs> idea. I can tell you that right off the top. It's a hard <laughs> Still, Now you just, now you just it, have to uh, drink on your patio these days with, uh, with all the stuff happening. So, or one of your places now that everything's reopened. Um, what does the future hold for you as far as, you know, Tim mentioned you, you kind of always are looking at new ideas. Is there anything maybe that you haven't done that you you wouldn't wouldn't mind trying to attempt that you could say publicly? Or is there something that that still drives you to to to, to just, you know, drives you in this industry or drives you as an entrepreneur, a restaurateur? Oh, yes, I think. Uh, but, you know, it's it's team oriented. Uh, you know, I learned that through through making mistakes you do not build a restaurant and then find management and staff the team to operate it you you only build a restaurant when you got uh you know when you already have a team uh to build it around uh so it's really uh, i i think you know being in touch with what we're good at and and what we're not good at um and trying to, uh, you know, expand the opportunity uh, and the responsibilities for uh, for our collective company. Uh, that's that's exciting to me. Uh, I love being creative. I love doing uh, you know things that uh, are original. And um, 
And so, uh, you know, that's also exciting. I'd say um, with, uh, you know, we, we do not have a deal executed, but uh, I'm excited about the growth of Taco Republic. I think uh, next year we may see another one of those. Uh, and it will be, uh, it'll be, have its own identity and, and uh, we're going to make some additions to the offerings, uh, some really authentic uh, ideas and concepts. So uh, great. one I'd talk about. Yeah. So, so talk, talk about Kansas city. I mean, this is your home base. Mm-hmm. What, what do you see for its future as far as your world and then kind of maybe the growth of Kansas city once we're getting through all this pandemic stuff, but in, in normal times, what, what do you see as far as what we need to, maybe we do well, maybe something we need to improve on. Well, I'm, I'm, I think I, I'm watching that the same, uh, you, you know, I'm shocked by some of the hardships. Some of the, my restaurant friends are going through uh, it, in general, uh, I've come to the conclusion that restaurant tours are not good negotiators. We're not, you know, we, we think we are, uh, but, but we're really not. Landlords generally are much better negotiators. Uh, so, you know, I, I hope that, uh, that a lot of these longstanding operations make it through this time. It's, it's really difficult. And I think that, you know, there may be uh, it may be a necessity, depending upon how long uh, you know this this lasts. That uh, that we that tenants, restaurant, and retail in general may need some more financing to get through it. Um, yeah, so I would say more under- tours. You know, we need more people. I mean, at some yeah. point, we got to start. People will start traveling again. The hotel nights will be filled. Um, hopefully, the world gets back to how it used to be in some shape or form because. Business tourism impacts you guys. You know, I mean, there's so many things that impact a restaurant and bar operations. Yes. I mean, you can put the nails in your tenant or likewise, the tenants can do the same to landlords. Uh, but at the end of the day, what happens if there's, you know, you, you, if you just break ways, um, you know, it, it creates a much bigger mess and it ends up resulting in something that's not beneficial to either party. Mm-hmm. So I think the the understanding uh, between those uh, those parties uh, is something that could certainly improve, uh, and I hope it does. I, I did like your uh, the comments on today's show about relationships with your with your your teams and and partnerships with with your landlords. I mean, it all makes a lot of sense. I think that's why you've been successful. Um, I'd like to thank Whitney Vinzant, owner of Louis Wine Dive, BRGR Taco Republic, for uh, joining us on the Grill Nation show today, along with Tim Barone, who's the Senior Vice President uh, of Commercial Business Banking at Landmark National Bank. Congrats on all of your success, Whitney, and uh, I'd love to sit down with you in real life here or come by one of your restaurants here soon and uh, say hello. And Tim, thank you for uh, all you do with the uh, Landmark National Bank and for uh, bringing Whitney on the show today. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for listening to the Grill Nation show. We'll see you again next week. Take care and have a great one.